we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. The people. The people. The people. Four years ago, I came to Washington as the only true outsider ever to win the presidency. I ran for president because I knew there were towering new summits for America just waiting to be scaled. I knew the potential for our nation was boundless as long as we put America first. America first. America first. America first. America first. Back in some form, we will be back we in some back form. in some form. That's, That's right, right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the His Hardline show, show, where we the people are the ones that are in some form. We the people are the solution. We are the ones who will stand up this republic by reassembling our states the lawful, lawful way. This is the only podcast where you're going to get conversation built around God, wellness, how to fortify your family so we can stand up this great country we call the Republic of these United States of America. You ain't gonna get any sellouts over here. You're not gonna get fake opium. You're not gonna get fear porn pushed your way. No, 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 no. This is the His Hardline Show. The show that was inspired by God to get started. And we push nothing but truth over here, ladies and gentlemen. So welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. We will be back in some form. We will be back in some form. We will be back in some form. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side. Well, why is that, you may ask? Because God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit are the host with the most. They are in charge here. They're in the captain's chair, and they're at the helm behind the wheel. Therefore, they are steering this ship of ours through this crazy, crazy rough waters that we call life. So welcome to His Hard Line. And today is Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, May 30th, 2023, the day after Memorial Day. And you are listening to Episode 552, Operation Vampire Killer 2000. Um, 
I can't remember. I think we're on part six. I might have had a typo here in the title. It says part five. I'm pretty certain we're in part six. But I do know before we get into Operation Vampire Killer, we are going to be doing a reading out of the book of Titus, chapter three. And Titus, the book of Titus only has three chapters. Very, very short chapter. Very short book, as a matter of fact. So, um, but yeah, but um, we'll, we'll be getting into that a little bit here in just a second. But before I get started, just a little bit of housekeeping. And first off, for all the Karens and Darrens out there, I always have to do the disclaimer, the daily disclaimer, of course, as you all know, because, you know, there are people out there that happen to think that I'm the ringleader. They happen to think I might be some guru financial expert, right? They think they're going to get rich quick by, you know, investing in this, that, any other by listening to yours truly. Well, I got news for you. Remember, as I always state periodically on the podcast, I am not a doctor i don't wear a white coat don't play one on tv nor do i have any aspirations to do any of the following i'm not a financial advisor i'm not a pastor priest deacon or biblical scholar i'm just your average joe i don't think i qualify for any of those titles i'm also not a bar lawyer thank god i don't get legal advice i'm also not the official face or voice for the national state or county assemblies and additionally i do not advocate for violence unless you come and threaten my family you might find a few holes in your center mass. But otherwise, I am a man of my own opinions, thoughts, and statements. They're all of my own unless I reference other materials. So there you go. All right, there you go. Uh, don't forget, I do have a website. It's www.hishardline.com. If you want to know more about the National Assembly, you can certainly visit www.national-assembly.net. That's www.national, the little dash, assembly. .net. You can find a lot of information in the forums, which is up there. There's a tab on the top, whether if you're on a phone or a desktop, it's pretty easy. If you don't know how to operate um, a basic menu uh, on, on websites, whether it be mobile or on a desktop, you're probably not the type of individual we're looking for. Sorry. I mean, look, I know we're not all technologically inclined, but if you can't navigate through a basic uh, website menu, then yeah go somewhere else. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Just go somewhere else. All right. Uh, we need good thought provoking people, people who are competent, capable, bright individuals, people who love America, people who love God, right? People who want to restore this Republic and actually do something about it and not just talk a bunch of che you know, cheap words. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, again, my website, my personal website is www.hishardline.com. If you care to send me some hate mail, that would be his hardline at gmail.com. His hardline at gmail.com. Put your hateful subjects in the subject line. I'll make sure it goes into file 13. Or as they say in England or the UK, the round file. I'm sure you guys all know what that is. But um, all kidding aside, if you are looking to figure out how to get involved with your local assembly, just put your state in the subject line, your first, last name, and a basic contact number that's easy to get a hold of you. Don't put anything else. We don't need your social security. We don't need your address. We don't need just state in the subject line, first and last name, phone number. And then um, what I do is I will forward that information over to Destry, which then at that point he would figure out, okay, what based on what state you're in, he would get you in contact with that uh, communication secretary for that particular state. And if there's not one there, maybe there might be a coordinator get getting an assembly put together. So anyway, again, his hardline at gmail.com. Yeah, but Jason, why do you use Gmail? Google's so evil. Yeah, I know. Look, I had a Jason at his hardline.com email, but for some reason, uh, Dynadot, which is the platform that I use to buy my, you know, web domain and my web service, for some reason, it just stopped doing the, the, the hosted email and I needed something quick. I needed something very fast and I don't really do a whole lot of email. So I just, 
did something very quick. I might switch it over to like Ymail or something like that. Get away from the Gmail platform. Um, just just to throw something up quickly. I don't know why I diverted to Gmail, but you know, it's something that I'm, I was used to using all these years that I have to untrain myself and get you know get away from because Google is evil. And not only that, they really don't like our soldiers because I noticed yesterday when you go on the Google search engine, I don't know if any of you also noticed this, but you know how usually when they got some, you know, woke, you know, event that they want to recognize, like, you know, the first Asian, Indian, you know, half black, you know, transvestite, lesbian, whatever, you know, from the South Pole, uh, you know, coming out of the closet, they want to make a custom Google uh logo for it right in celebration of this individual who claims all these different identities hey woohoo for the south pole transvestite whatever you are thing yay we're celebrating you coming out of the closet so we're going to make a google emblem for you just in your honor for today right this is what google does they always have something halloween you'll see pumpkins or this that right ghost you know typically you see google always do something for that specific day whatever they want to recognize. Well, yesterday being it was Memorial Day, it was completely dark. Not a damn thing. Well, somebody might say, well, Jason, maybe they were doing it dark because it's supposed to be a dark day, right? Because of all the fallen soldiers. Look, now don't try to justify Google's nonsense because they didn't do a single thing. They just left their basic like words up, just like Google. Didn't have any special design. And that's bull crap. They didn't have even a soldier helmet for the two O's. I mean, nothing, nothing. And so in my opinion, Google can go to hell for that because, you know, when you're dissing on the men and women's, you know, the, the, the service members who gave up their lives, sacrificed for you to be woke as hell, you could just go take that crap and just, you know, move to a different country. We don't want your ass here. So anyway, um, so speaking of woke, uh, you know, let's just do something. This is something I rarely do. Let me go to the Gateway Pundit real quick. www.thegatewaypundit.com. Did I spell it right? Probably not. Oh, I did. Look at that. I could spell. Okay, let's just go through some of these real quick because uh, I just, there's so much stupid nonsense distractions going on here. So um, pre- predominantly what I'm looking for is just the woke stuff. I, I saw so many different woke things going on here. Um Let's see here. Let's see. What do we got here? Um, no, that story sucks. And that story sucks. Let's see here. Uh, oh, let's see. Texas lawmakers pass a bill banning minors from sexualized performances and drag shows. Well, that sounds like a good bill. That sounds like an excellent bill. Maybe we should add to that bill and imprison parents who encourage that and take little Johnny or Susie Q to a drag queen show, the stuff, you know, dollar bills in these G strings. Maybe we should add a sentence for that. Cause you know, that's just flat out disgusting. Um, looks like somebody in Texas actually has a brain. That's wonderful. Uh, let's continue on down here. What do we want? What else we got here? Um, uh, I saw so many, it might have, might have to keep going down toward the bottom here. Cause I saw a lot of them from yesterday. Uh, we're scrolling, we're scrolling. Oh, here's something else. This isn't in the Gateway Pundit, but my wife was showing me this. Apparently, Elon Musk has made, uh, he's made wife robots, like, you know, like women robots to be your wife. Um, there was a picture or something like that of him. I don't know if it's a picture or a video 
but he was kissing all the different prototypes. And apparently they start off at like 31 or $3,200 for a, a robotic wife. So, and it said that the battery life, all right, the battery will last all the way up until the menstrual cycle of a woman at, at which point you, you know, you can't really have, you know, boom, boom time during that. So that's the time where you plug your robot wife into the wall, right? I mean, because that's typically maybe depending if you have a wife that's really, really bad in that time of the month and they just don't want to talk to you. Maybe that might be appropriate. So you you plug your robotic wife into the wall. Ain't that something? Good job, Elon Musk. Good job. Um, I mean, what will they think of next? I mean, they already got robotic pets. Now they got robotic wives. I mean, my wife probably wouldn't mind that if they if, if they can be trained to clean the house and scrub the toilet. Like my wife would probably be on board with that. Like, uh, yeah, like a robotic housemaid. And I can just sit back and like drink a little wine while my little robot slave does all the work. I mean, I mean, who wouldn't want that? You know, I mean, nobody nobody wants to clean a house all day. Right. Um, oh, this is interesting. D.C. Water. <laughs> well, this makes sense because it's the swamp, guys. In Washington, D.C., the water is possibly contaminated, officials say, and there is a boil water advisory for D.C. Well, good. It's all the swamp water you guys got down there. Uh, what is this? Military furry couple post a shot from inside a military plane. Wearing furry fetish in flight suit. Okay. That's a little disturbing. Um, let's see. Here's another headline. Disneyland hires man in dress. Disneyland hires a man in dress to greet little girls at Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. See, that's the kind of nonsense I'm talking about, guys. See, this, this is that crap right here. That needs to, there needs to be a millstone factory raised up for people like this who think that this is a good idea to push on our kids you still want to go to disneyland because i tell you what sure doesn't not seem like a magical place to me anymore it sounds like a big freaking area of nothing but perversion and 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 groomage for for little boys and girls that's not not definitely a place i would advise taking your children uh here we go another headline target vp of brand management is board member of the glsen which is a radical LGBTQ group that promotes grooming, pornography, and filth in classrooms. That's the VP of Target. Imagine that. Well, look at that. Here's another headline. Chicago Pride event will feature drag dress up and makeovers for children sponsored by Lululemon. Well, there's another company, ladies and gentlemen, Lululemon right there with the outrageously expensive freaking, uh, what do you call it, uh, what, athletic wear? I mean... My wife looked into that. Supposedly, it's supposedly supposed to be very comfortable, but they charge like, like, I don't, you know what? Hold on. We haven't done this in a while. We're going to do a bug a wife segment real quick. Hold on. She may not be ready for it. I don't care. We're going to call her. Hold on. Hello. Hello. I know you hear me. Hello. Wife. Yeah. You keep up with this stuff much better than me. So Lululemon, how much is it? And not that you bought a pair because I would probably fly through the roof if you did because it was so damn expensive. How much is it for one of those pair of basic spandex or whatever athletic wear pants that Lululemon sells? It's like something crazy. Like you almost got to get a mortgage for it. Yeah, they're like 100 to, or like 80 to 100 and something dollars. I wouldn't buy them anyways. The 
So Lululemon is actually a really bad company, and they have especially their biker shorts or their leggings. They have PFAs. They have forever chemicals in them. Oh, they got PFAS in them. They do. Oh, oh, that's that's interesting. I you know I do remember you were saying that. So. Wow, it does have PFAs in it. Okay, well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. So not only do they charge outrageous prices for their pants, which I guess 80 to 100 bucks. No, that's still a lot of money. For some reason, I thought they were like 150 to 200. I thought is what I thought they were. Uh, no. No, so more not along. That bad. But still, 100 bucks for a pair of pants? I mean, no, no. And, and to buy a pair of pants that actually has chemicals that could possibly give you cancer in your downstairs area. That's not good. Yep, Lululemon. Old Navy. Oh, so Old get... Navy's in that group too? Yes. Oh. So I got rid of all of my Old Navy leggings. I didn't know that. Oh, see, wow. Yep. See, I'm learning something, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't know that. So Old Navy's <laughs> on this list. Lululemon, what else? Obviously Target, because they're a bunch of groomers. Um, I know, I'm, I can't think of clothes, but makeup-wise, I know uh, Urban Decay does. Revolution. What was that one that you were telling me about that has the pentagram embedded in all the makeup? Oh, it's uh, to be honest, I don't even know because I didn't follow it. It's some brand. Wow. Makeup brand, some designer. So what so it starts with a C. So what does the wonderful woman of the Jones household use for makeup for all the ladies that listen to on uh, listen to this on the download side? What clean makeup do you use? Makeup brand? I use Ilya. 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 Isn't there something else? Wasn't there something else like dime? Oh, no, that was for the fragrance. No, that's fragrance and skincare. But for makeup, it is Ilya. Ilya. But for makeup or for uh, fragrance. Ilya or Kosas is also a good one. And those are clean brands. They don't put a lot of junk in them. They don't do satanic nope. symbolism on their makeup. Nope. Nothing like that. Okay. Okay. All natural. Okay. Well, hey, you know, and I don't want to discriminate. I mean, it is 2023. I mean, if there's happen to be some guys out there that likes wearing makeup, I mean, I guess this goes to you too. I mean, but if you're if you're wearing makeup, I don't know. You might not be my company. You might need to go somewhere else. I just I'm just saying. I mean, look, I'm not discriminatory. Everybody's welcome over here. Maybe God will turn them to the right side. That's not an abomination. But so that's good. So Ilya, and then that's for makeup. That's clean. And then for like fragrance and uh, skin care, like cleaning your skin, wash face washes, dime, right? Yeah. And that's a good company. So ladies and gentlemen, the reason I asked my wife this, my wife is a super duper and I'm not even saying this because I'm her husband and I have to say this and she'll beat me if I don't say it, but seriously, she is a very good researcher. She does not to put garbage on her skin because she has very sensitive <laughs> skin. Um, just, you know, you, you, you sneeze at her just slightly the wrong direction and all of a sudden <laughs> she breaks out. And so she takes her skincare very, very seriously and her clothes very, very seriously. So, um, you can bet your bottom dollar that she does her research. So Ilya for makeup and then dime for the fragrances and skincare. But, uh, well, I do appreciate that. I guess that concludes mm -hmm. our, uh, you know, our woke makeup and clothing. We're going to have to buy a, we're going to have to buy like a, we're gonna have to go to Joanne's Fabrics and like buy some some like sewing machines. We have to make our own clothes, non woke brands. Yeah, it's hard to find certain clothing brands that don't have stuff in it. Well, I think yeah. So I have to watch out for the companies that greenwash, like Burt's Bees will greenwash, but they are not clean. Oh, really? Yep. There's a, I have a list of companies that were also bought out. Nancy was saying right here, Kohl's is another one. Um, yes someone here by the screen name of q pup i don't know why i like that name q pup um says rei 
Is you familiar with that one? REI? I've heard yeah. of REI. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Everybody's just. It getting... depends on the brand that you get at REI. Some yeah. of it is not the best. Yeah. Wow. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Well, well, I appreciate you cooperating on Let's Bug a Wife segment. I really appreciate that. I know you got the kid and it's like bedtime for her. So I guess I will let you go. Thank you for your input as always. She's already in bed. Oh, well, very good. Oh, what, do you want to co-host with me? No. Oh, oh, okay then. Oh, all right. Well, well, I love you. Love you. All right, bye. bye. <laughs> there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's my wife. I like to bug her once in a while. It's kind of fun, you know. Um, so while we're on these crazy brands, let's give a listen to Buddy Brown. He he just dropped his video just about six hours ago. He's talking about the, the Target boycott. Let's. It's about four... Four and a half minutes long. Let's give this a quick listen to. We'll get into the Bible reading and then we'll get into Operation Vampire Killer. So let's listen to this real quick. Top of the morning, y'all. By this time, you've probably heard about the nationwide boycotts from Target because they're shoving child sex changes in our face when you walk in the stores over here. They got the Target Pride collection over there and they're shocked they've lost nine billion dollars in the last week nine billion dollars y'all thought you had a bad week and tuck friendly bathing suits what the hell is that where are you going to tuck it never mind i don't want to know boycotts against these companies though are getting more and more intense with every single company that does this crap now and they're hiring marketing firms to understand the psychology of us conservatives i get that funny as hell they're trying to understand why and how well, boys, let me just go ahead and tell you, because you can use this video as all the explanation you ever needed. Imagine you walk into your favorite bait and tackle shop where they used to carry, I don't know, night crawlers, spinner baits, top waters, all the good stuff, right? They had a couple deer heads on the wall. They had a bulletin board of all the, uh, the bass that were caught by the customers. There's a guy behind the counter named Hank who always was smoking a cigar and told some damn good stories. Then one week, you walked in there and the new ownership came in. The walls were painted hot pink. They had a disco ball hanging from the ceiling. And there's a dude named Benji behind the counter watching Dancing with the Stars in the background. Do y'all think those regular patrons might just leave? <laughs> Does a 50 pound bag of dough make a big biscuit? Look, that is how most Americans feel who used to walk into Target 15 years ago. Because back in 2010, Target got in trouble with a small group of activists. They forced them to back their play. They threatened Target, Target caved, and y'all know the rest of the story. Normal Americans have had their Cheerios pissed in for way, way too long, and that is why every <laughs> single boycott you're seeing now, starting with Disney, then Bud Light, then this, it just gets more and more intense. The bonfire is roaring. It's time for 95% of this country to retake corporate America with the power of our wallet, because we haven't done it in the past, and now I feel like we're finally getting there. One day, these woke companies are going to realize that 95% can buy a whole hell of a lot more than 5%. Which is better, to be boycotted by 5% or to be boycotted by 95%? <laughs> I know these dumbass execs probably use Common Core Mass and it's going to take them a while, but they'll figure it out. Here's something nobody's talking about, though. Why does the media keep on insisting that this is a conservative boycott? You know, with what's happening with Bud Light, Target, and Disney, that these are conservative movement boycotts? Because, look, for their stock to take the ass whooping that it's taken in the past couple months, that tells us right there that it's way bigger than just a conservative statement. There's obviously some moderates, there's obviously some liberals that are involved too, who are sick of the woke push. 
And here's what I want to make clear. Conservatives don't give a rat's ass about the Target Pride Collection. We're boycotting the company that's pushing the Pride Collection. That is two totally different things. And here's what the leftist extremists don't get about us right here. It is not a boycott. Y'all talk about a boycott as if it's going to be six to eight weeks. It's forever. We ain't never coming back. You know, nobody's going to be six to eight weeks and we're going to be back to buying Bud Light. Six to eight weeks, we're going to be walking back into Target. It doesn't work that way with our side. We're done forever. Perfect example. After Jimmy Earl gets drunk at a crawfish bowl and comes over and pinches your wife's butt, he ain't just banned from back porch parties at my house for a little while. He's banned forever. His ass ain't never coming back again. It's one strike you're out. And I want to mention this too. Normal people, if you want to talk about what that is, don't have to wear clothing with special colors that advertise what gender they are. That's freaking weird. <laughs> Nine billion dollars in one week. Um, don't get pissed and start crying about it because there's a nationwide boycott. You are not allowed to dictate how we spend our money. And that is the bottom line. If you understood freedom, you would get that. You are never getting us back, but we do thank y'all for making local businesses great again. God bless y'all, and there's my target speech. There you go. That's our good buddy, Buddy Brown, down there in Mississippi. And I tell you what, he is always sharing some of his good insights uh, based on what's going on around the country. And I felt like that was a good one to start with there today. So, so anyway, let's get into the reading, okay? Uh, we're going to be reading the last chapter of Titus, Titus chapter three. Um, we'll get into a little slight summary, and then we'll we're going to continue on with Operation Vampire Killer two thousand. Now, starting with Titus chapter 3, I'm reading out of the New American Bible Revised Edition. It's starting with verse 1, and this one's fairly uh, short as well, only about 15 verses. And it starts off by saying, Remind them to be under the control of magistrates and authorities, to be obedient, to be open to every good enterprise. They are to slander no one, to be peaceable, considerate, exercising all graciousness toward everyone. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, deluded slaves to various desires and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful ourselves and hating one another. But when the kindness and generous love of God our Savior appeared, not because of any righteous deeds we had done, but because of his mercy, he saved us through the bath of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit whom he richly poured out on us through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that we might be justified by his grace and become heirs in hope of eternal life. The saying is trustworthy. Now, this is advice that was given to Titus. I want you to insist on these points, that those who have believed in God be careful to devote themselves to good works. These are excellent and beneficial to others. Avoid foolish arguments genealogies, rivalries, and quarrels about the law, for they are useless and futile. After a first and second warning, break off contact with a heretic. That's very important. After first and second warning, break off contact with a heretic. That's verse 10, by the way, if you want to remember that. Realizing that such a person is perverted and sinful and stands self-condemned. When I send Artemis to you and 
Hmm, having a hard time pronouncing this word. Tychicus, try to join me at Nicopolis, where I have decided to spend the winter. Send Zenas, the lawyer, and Apollos on their journey soon and see to it that they have everything they need. But let our people, too, learn to devote themselves to good works to supply urgent needs so that they may not be unproductive. All who are with me, send your greetings and greet those who love us in the faith. Grace be with all of you. And that is a reading of Titus chapter 3, verses 1 through 15. So Titus chapter 3 begins by emphasizing the importance of believers submitting. Now, don't take this the wrong way, guys, because I can already hear people arguing and yelling through their phone or computer screen. But it emphasizes the importance of believers submitting to governmental authorities and being obedient to the laws of the land. Let's read that again. Being obedient to the laws of the land and submitting to the government authorities. No, that doesn't mean your legislature branches or your executive branch or your judicial branch. Nope. Because remember, there's five branches to this government. There is the people in general assembly and you have your common law grand juries and then your three or your lower fourth, fifth, and or third, fourth, and fifth branch of government, which is your legislative, executive, and judicial branch. In this case, in modern times, right? Um, well, industry actually says it quite well right here. It means declaration of independence, not just a right. It's a duty. Yes. So it highlights, and again, notice the, the words here, laws of the land. Well, what's the law of the land? That's That would be common law, right? The ultimate law of the land would be the Bill of Rights. And it highlights the concept of salvation through God's mercy and grace, not by our own works or merit. And so the chapter reminds believers that they were once living in disobedience and foolishness, right? You were once living in disobedience and foolishness, but they have been saved by God's kindness and love, right? His grace. Now, Paul, the writer of this letter, he encourages Titus to remind the believers to, to live transformed lives, right? Leaving behind their former sinful ways. Allowing the old self to die, in other words, like I've had my, happen myself. And they are called to pursue good deeds and righteousness, right? Being examples to others. So basically... Don't walk the walk or don't just talk the talk. You need to back it up with walk the walk. The two need to work in tandem with one another. Don't just say how good your deeds are and how righteous you are. Be the example. Show others through your own actions. Because this, you know, with, with the, this transformation is only possible because of the Holy Spirit. And, and God and Jesus, but it's, it's only possible through the Holy Spirit working through you, who renews and regenerates believers. And so Paul advises Titus to avoid engaging in foolish controversies, quarrels, and divisive arguments, but instead he urges him to focus on unity, being peaceable, peaceable right? Gentle, 
right? Remain gentle and considerate towards others. Now, believers are encouraged to be ready for every good work and to help those in need and to show kindness and generosity to others, right? So don't be so self-serving. It's better to serve other people and their interests than to self-serve yourself, right? You need to be kind and generous to others. So this chapter concludes by reminding the believers that salvation is not based on their works. Very important. It's not based on works alone, but on God's grace. See, and so many people will argue this point. It's not based on works. It's not based on you dropping a few hundred dollars in the collection plate a couple times a month. It's not based on any of that. You ain't buying your way to heaven or in God's good grace, if you will. No, they are encouraged to be diligent in doing good and to avoid getting caught up in unprofitable and divisive behavior. Excuse me, I just got a text from my wife. I got to make sure it's not an emergency. What has she got here? What is she sending me here? Oh, wow. She just sent me a list that she literally hand wrote herself of clean companies. You know, this is worth reading after in a second. This is that's very interesting. So let's finish this for a second, though. That's very interesting. Um, but, you know, they're encouraged to be diligent in doing good and to avoid getting caught up in unprofitable and divisive behavior. Now, in summary to all of this, Titus chapter three teaches us about the importance of living in obedience to God, right? Pursuing good works, very important, but also maintaining unity. All right. We don't want to display or practice any type of divisive uh, tactics or measures or anything like that, because that, that's not that's not God's way. We're not supposed to be divisive and and break away from one another. We're all we're supposed to be one well, I mean, in other words, for lack of a better term, one big happy family, right? But we, more importantly, we need to be relying on God's grace for salvation through all of this. And so it emphasizes the, the, uh, the transformational power of the gospel and the need for believers to live out their faith through acts of kindness and righteousness. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, so anyway, so that's the, that is the, um, the reading of Titus chapter three. And that's our little basic summary. So before we get into Operation Vampire Killer 2000 real quick, I just, I do want to read this. It's pretty interesting. So my wife just sent me, so back to the companies, the clean companies that we were discussing, right? For different products. So there's Vital Proteins. That was a clean company, but apparently was bought out by Nestle. Great. There's a company called Boca. That was bought out by Kraft Heinz. There's RX Bars. That's a clean company that got bought out by General Mills. Yeehaw. I guess there's a company. It's a clean company called Justin's. I'm not familiar with this one, but I believe it's a food company because it was bought out by Hormel. Um, then there's uh, Pelagimo. Uh, Perrier. I believe that's the water. That was bought out by Nestle. Uh, what is this? Uh, Nutrinext, which is a vitamin company. That was bought out by Clorox. That's interesting. Clorox bought out a vitamin company. Then you got Smart Water that was bought out by Coca-Cola. That was a clean company bought out by Coca-Cola. Then there's Skinny Popcorn that was bought out by Hershey. Um, Sabra, 
that was bought out by Pepsi. Then you had the naked juice. Remember the, you know, the, the naked, you know, fruit juices, right? The, the smoothies also bought out by Pepsi primal kitchen bought out by Kraft Heinz garden of life, clean company bought out by Nestle Burt's bees bought out by Clorox Applegate like the meat, right? Applegate clean, clean, supposed to be cleaner, you know, type meats bought out by Hormel. Annie's we usually buy a lot of this for our daughter because you know we don't eat noodles for dinner so we'll buy little boxes here and there Annie's right that's bought out by General Mills uh what is this next one Zico coconut water bought out by Coca-Cola there's Lara bars clean company that was bought out by General Mills and then Honest Tea which was also bought by Coca-Cola and then of course Bill Gates has millions of shares in Kraft Heinz just FYI Thanks for sharing that, babe. Really appreciate that. See, this is what I'm talking about. See, my wife, you want to know clean companies and who's behind some of these companies? Because not only can she find out who the clean companies are, but she can also tell you who bought them out. But she just put right here in the chat. Makes you wonder why. Yes, it does. What are they trying to do? Are they trying to destroy good, clean companies? Like, what what are they trying to do? Oh, you just broke Liz and Ella's heart here, babe. She says, dang, I like Justin's hazelnut butter. (laughs) I've never even heard of Justin's. I'll be honest with you. Today was the first time I've ever heard of that. So, well, um, yeah, she was saying, yeah, I like their dark chocolate peanut butter cups too. Okay. Now we're talking about sweets. Now we need to get away from that subject. Um, all right. So let's transition um, over. That's a kind of a bad word these days, right? Transitioning. We shouldn't be talking about transitioning to anything, but we are going to transition over to the next segment, which is Operation Vampire Killer 2000. Now this next part that we're going to go over um, until the top of the hour, uh, this next section in this publication by the police and the uh, National Guardsmen and m- military, who, again, it's a publication by them that was produced and published, I believe, back in 1992, um, when they started realizing exactly who was behind trying to take down America from behind, you know, from from within. They, they started seeing what was taking place. So this section of Operation Vampire Killer is called What is This Thing Called Peace? So Joseph Stalin stated that after uh, communism succeeds, then there will be, then there will come a peace across the earth. Let me repeat that. He said, after communism succeeds, then there will come a peace across the earth. Well, how is that when you have ultra rich on one side? And then everybody else poor on the other side. I mean, when everybody else is poor and you live in the World Economic Forum way, you know, you will you will own nothing and you will be happy. Yeah, that doesn't sound like that'd be peaceful to me. It sounds like that would suck. So Karl Marx once said that the meaning of peace is the absence of opposition to socialism. The meaning of peace is the absence of of opposition to socialism. Is it though? I'm just not so sure that I can buy into that. The Lord God said in Ezekiel chapter 13, verse 10, they have seduced my people saying peace and there was no peace. St. Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 5, 3, For when they shall say peace and safety, we just read this not long ago, guys. For when they shall say peace and safety, 
then sudden destruction comes upon them as travel or travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. See, we should note that the globalist mains, you know, the globalist main tactic and motivation to entice the world's people into the United Nations trap is ultimate, quote unquote, peace and safety, right? And so our founding fathers' recipe for a successful government. So basically, this is the next section here. It says this affords a good chance to show the contrast between the kind of government our great leaders of the past gave us as a nation and the immoral cesspool that is in place today. Now, using the memorable quotes that follow, compare and see if you can figure out why today our government, our families and individual lives by the millions are falling apart. So now James Madison said, and I quote, we have staked the whole future of America, American civilization, not upon the power of government, far from it. We have staked the future upon the capacity of each and all of us to govern ourselves, to sustain ourselves according to the Ten Commandments of God, end quote. Well, imagine that. Who would have thought? Now, here's a question. Do we still govern and sustain ourselves by the Ten Commandments today? No. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, that's what the National Assembly is all about. That's what the reassembly of states is all about. The Ten you know, Primary Common Laws are based off of the Ten Commandments. Destry was just saying right here in the chat, in a world where money means nothing, the rich will be the same as those without money. That's right. In a world where money means nothing, the rich will be the same as those without money. Mm-hmm. John Adams said, and I quote, our constitution was made only for a religious and moral people. It is wholly inadequate for the government of any other. So here's a question. Are Americans still religious and moral people? I'd like to think there's a good portion of us that are out there, but unfortunately there's a lot of people that are quiet, right? Or as Trump would call it, the silent majority. We got to stop being silent. Wake up. Get loud. Make some freaking noise. I'm serious. I'm not kidding. You need to make noise. You got to stop being quiet. Start getting loud. Don't be freaking bashful. Don't be shy. Don't be timid. Get up and, and loud. Be heard. Don't be rude, but be heard. Don't be rude. Yeah, don't be rude. Don't be rude. But be heard. All right, don't be quiet anymore. Benjamin Franklin once said, and I'm not a real big fan of this guy, but he, he did say, man will ultimately be governed by God or by tyrants. Although that is a very true statement, we can all guess what he probably wanted. Ben Franklin was not a nice man. I mean, we're going to learn more about him as time presses forward and the real history comes out about him, but uh, we're going to leave that one alone for now. But the question of the day based off of that quote is, which is it that governs us today? God or by tyrants? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, most people are governed by the tyrants. Again, why do you think we need our assembly people? George Washington once said, the people know it is impossible to rightly govern without God and the Bible. Question, are we sure the American people still know this today? They probably don't.
Yeah. Destry nailed it right here. I didn't really want to get into the details of it. Maybe we'll talk about that on a different day. We'll make that a subject matter. But yeah, he said right here in the chat, Benjamin Trader Franklin did most of his work from France. Not to mention all the sex parties that he would travel back and forth overseas from America back overseas over to uh, Europe. He participated in sex parties. It was widely known and documented. Yeah, he was a sick freak. Not a nice man. Very big traitor. Reason why so many people who were signers of the Declaration of Independence or the Constitution, I can't remember which one, but the, the why they died, why their families got targeted, doxxed, and, and killed. Both in America and in, in, in England. But again, different story for a different day. Andrew Jackson said, the Bible is the rock on which our republic rests. Now, here's two questions to that quote. When is the last time that you've heard a public official honestly and accurately call America an actual republic? Not very many, very often. You always hear, this is a threat to our democracy, right? Here's a second question. So on the other hand of that, can a democracy rest on the Bible? No, no, it cannot. Daniel Webster said, and I quote, if we abide by the principles taught in the Bible, our country will go on prospering. Well, yeah, because it's God's instructions. Here's a question to that quote. Why is our nation not prospering? Oh, because they tried taking the Bible out of the public square and out of the public schools. They took away the Ten Commandments out of the courthouses and public property. They wanted to eliminate God and all public spots here in our own town of Grand Haven, right up the road. They had this big, beautiful cross on this hill called Dewey Hill that overlooked the harbor that led out to Lake Michigan. Beautiful cross. Some a-hole came in from Hawaii, and we can tell what kind of person he probably was, and brought on all sorts of liberal litigation, lawsuits. I don't know, somehow he makes his money on, on bringing hell to towns. And, and he won, got the cross down, made a bunch of money, and zipped out of town. Yeah. And we wonder why our nation's not prospering. Because we allow this crap to happen, guys. The hell. Yeah. I heard this too. Democracy equals demon control. Demo is demon. Chrissy, C-R-A-C-Y, is control. Democracy, Satan control. That's right. It's all about the breakdown of words, etymology. But see, you won't find this in your standard, you know, dictionary that you find at Barnes & Noble. They, they won't let you find this out. Nope, 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 nope. Now, what are the goals of our enemies, of America's enemies? Let, well, let's think about this first. So, so uh, Karl Marx said, my objection in life is to dethrone God ooh, and destroy capitalism. I don't think he succeeded. Uh, Lev uh, Davadovich Trotsky, and I quote, he says, religion are illogical, primitive ignorance. There is nothing as ridiculous and tragic as a religious government, end quote. Here's a question. Is Trotsky or Marx, Marx's plan any different than a humanist movement plan? Eh. See, the American humanist movement, here's what their doctrinal statement is. We are humanists. We are not for God. We are for socialism. 
Humanist Magazine back in 1983, the January-February edition, had a column in there by this humanist by the name of John J. Dunphy. And he wrote, and I quote, I am convinced that the battle for humankind's future must be waged and won in the public school classroom by teachers and correctly perceive their roles as proselytizers of the new faith, which will replace the rotting corpse of Christianity. Wow. But you guys just keep sending your kids into public school. Okay. Okay. Like I said, one day, little Johnny's going to grow up to be a, 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 a respectable young man out of high school. Then he's going to go to that, you know, the $80,000 a year liberal college university. And then four years later, he's going to come home with a boyfriend that he's engaged to. And he's going to have a snip and tuck. And he's going to be going through your closet looking for a blouse for Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner. But you just go keep letting little Johnny go to that public school. That's okay. Yeah, but Jason, we both work. We can't do that. Stop making excuses. What do you want? Do you want your kid to be sound? Or do you want your kid to be raised by freaks and groomers and pedophiles and socialist communists? You choose. A drop in your way of life a little bit? Or do you want to lose your son? to a bunch of satanic evil scumbags. I don't know. I mean, it seems like a pretty pretty cut and dry decision to me. I don't know about you, but hey, who am I? Here's a question. Have these people reached their goals? See, there is communist rules for the revolution. It was captured at uh, Dusseldorf in May of 1919 by Allied forces. Now, number one, corrupt the young. Get them away from religion. Get them interested in sex. Make them superficial. Destroy their ruggedness. In other words, take away their masculinity. Number two, be specious. Or excuse me, by specious argument, cause the breakdown of the old moral virtues, honesty, sobriety, continence, faith in the pledged word, ruggedness. Number three, encourage civil disorders and foster a lenient and soft attitude on the part of government towards such disorders. Oh, I don't know. The L.A. riots were just kind of a coincidence, right? No, of course not. Right? The burning down of America during 2020 after George Floyd, that was just a coincidence, right? Right. Number four, divide the people into hostile groups by constantly harping on controversial matters of no importance. Like, I don't know, racial differences. But we don't see that today, guys. No, this is this was written back in 1919. This is over a hundred years ago. We don't we don't pay attention to that. Right? Right. Number five, get people's minds off their government by focusing their attention on athletes. Sexy books. I don't know. Fifty Shades of Grey come to mind. Plays, you know, like Broadway, right? Cats. Got to go see Cats and Wicked and, and all that good stuff, right? And other trivialities, right? Right. The Bread and Circus, guys. Get their minds off their government by focusing on this crap. Yeah. 
Number six, get control of all means of publicity. I don't know, media, social media, newspapers, podcasters that are getting paid a ton of money right now. A lot of them who just popped out of nowhere three years ago, and now all of a sudden they're like multimillionaire, you know, sensationalist. They're an overnight success. How? I mean, look, the CIA ran and operated mainstream media. You don't think they can do the same thing the podcast? Pfft, you're fooling yourself. Why do you think I'm still driving a truck? They know if they tried coming to me, offering me a big payoff, I tell them to go F off and get the hell off my property before I kick them in square in the ass. Because quite frankly, no amount of money is ever going to get me sold off. Nope. That's why I still got to go past gas for a living, guys. Number seven, destroy the people's faith in their natural leaders by holding the ladder up to contempt, ridicule, and disgrace. Number eight, cause the registration of all firearms on some pretext with a view to confiscation and leaving the population helpless. This is only a partial list. It was secured and stamped with the seal of Florida State Attorney George A. Uh, Brodingham. This material testimony was taken from someone he terms a known member of the Communist Party. And according to this communist testimony, the strategy is still part of the communist plan to overthrow free societies such as you know, these United States of America. And so, you know, here's the thing. Can the reader find any of these eight items that's not already been installed in the American system? I think not. I think they all have been installed and we can see very clear view, all of them being active still now. Thomas Jefferson once said, in contrast to all this, to compel a man to furnish funds for the proper for the propagation of ideas he disbelieves and abhors is sinful and tyrannical. Indeed it is. And so most officers don't realize it, but you know, their federal and state governments are funding programs that were created by anti-American new world order proponents for the express purpose of lowering America's economic and spiritual and moral standards. See, the North American Free Trade Agreement, once upon a time, was another destructive device being foisted on gullible Americans. Now, so far, we have been put, you know, we have put the spotlight on a good many. You know, the New World Order, bloodsuckers, you know, the obvious spies and the seditionists and traitors and treasonous scumbags, right? Some of them Americans, some foreign, the bar attorneys, the bankers, right? There's an effort... There is an important underlying factor in all this that must not be missed. Well, what's that? Well, the global conspirators, along with thousands of their world government comrades in the U.S., have been deliberately wiping the American public into a fearful frenzy. Well, no kidding. Because that isn't obvious enough. You know? With, with just the right manipulations, they have been successfully conditioning our people to see all our social systems or societal systems and government, political, educational, 
the penal systems, right, the ecological, etc., as completely out of control. Well, obviously this ain't true. But let us not be fooled. See, all these areas are completely under their control and have been for decades. Now, they are functioning just as well as the enemy wishes them to function, make no mistake. But remember also what Rowan Gaither, head of the Ford Foundation, said, which was on page 12 of this publication, the task is to covertly lower the standard of living, the whole social structure of America so that we can be merged with other nations. Here's a fact. Their parasitic plan to cause this total controlled breakdown is right on course. And the American system is collapsing on time, according to them, right? And just as programmed. Remember what FDR said, right? In politics, nothing happens by accident. If it happened, you can bet it was planned that way. That's right. And so the plan of these globalists is that when America, the last holdout, right? That's the last beacon that everybody's looking towards. If it's ever brought to its knees, the American sheep will beg their new God, a.k.a. government, right? Big brother government, the de facto, they'll be begging the de facto to save them. See, that's what they do. They create a problem. They then create, you know, through that problem, they, they get a response, right? They get a reaction, and then they, they say, hey, we got the solution, guys. So the same people that create the problem to begin with that installed a bunch of fear in all of us, sheep, right? Hey, we got the solutions, guys. Have no fear. Big brother government's here. Okay. And so the salvation that they are being tricked into demanding will be the merging together of all nations on that great bastion of peace and freedom, right? That would be the United Nations, which, by the way, the people in the assembly kicked out the UN out of America, just FYI. I don't know if you guys realize that. And that right there is going to be a good spot to end in because the next section is talking about traitors' grand finales, martial law, the goal. And then we'll get into that on a different day. So what we're going to do is we're going to end this on in prayer. And then I got a song that I'm going to play by this great band that I remember listening to uh, a while, a long time ago called Tobacco Road Band. They're out of Florida. But for starters here, let's get into the prayer. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we do want to say thank you so very much for another time, another day together uh, to learn more about what's going on uh, with the people trying to take down America. We, we pray for this country. We pray for the men and women who are in the background that are really doing their best to help stand up this republic, preserve all that was given to us, and to you know in, restore the freedom and liberties that and the sovereignty that we were all supposed to have under God, not under tyrants. We are working effort, you know, tirelessly to get your Bible and your good word back in the public square. We just ask that you guide our paths, be our guiding light, shine the light where you need us to go. We'll follow it. We'll make sure we'll go, and we will work diligently. I also want to say a quick prayer for... Uh, say thank you for giving my wife and daughter an excellent day. Today was a great day for, for homeschooling. My wife found a new way of teaching and my daughter absolutely loved it. It was a win-win for both of them and I didn't have to come home to World War IV. So thank you for that. I pray for my nephew continuously, our nephew. Thank you for helping him dwindle down his seizures from 10 a day to, well, 
I don't want to speak too soon, God, because I we give all glory to you. But so far, according to his parents, he has had none for the last week to week and a half. So thank you for that. And we pray for, um, and Liz and Ella has right here, she wants to pray for, wants us to pray for the young adult men in her family. So we pray for all the men in their family and all families for that matter that might have some struggling, you know, things that they might be dealing with and going through. Whatever prayers that lies in the hearts of everybody here, if they don't put it in the chat or they don't know how to word it, or maybe they might be bashful, please seek out their heart. You know what their prayers are. And please, if you could answer these prayers, answer these people, if you could, if, if it's in your will and in your time, that'd be great. And I, I do appreciate it. And, and we pray all this in your, in your Holy son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. I do want to say this. My my nephew, it was just discovered when I was up at the cottage the other day at my in-law's house, uh, cottage there. On Sunday, my, my sister-in-law was telling my wife that um, our nephew, Davis, he was the one that's been dealing with the seizures. And no, it's not epilepsy, by the way, guys. But they've been getting him... Gosh, man, they've been getting him tested at so many places and he's been in and out of ERs and testing rooms and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars later. I mean, just for one specific test, my brother-in-law was telling me it was like $58,000 for one test out of everything else they're doing. Well, on Mother's Day, and I, my wife has been saying this, I've been saying this. I said, we need to lay hands as a family on this young man, on our nephew, and we need to pray over him, right? Because that's what Jesus did, right? And he gave us that same power, right? That same authority, that energy healing, right? And so when we, my mother-in-law, I love when she does this. It really makes me feel special. Like I actually do a good job in something. But whenever it comes time to eating, you know, dinner or a meal, she always asks me to do the grace. I said, yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to. And my little nephew, Davis, was standing next to me. And as we prayed and I said, you know, bless this meal, Father, and thank you for all that you give us and the moms and their hard work and dedication, yada, 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 right? I put my hands on my nephew's shoulder and my other hand on his chest, kind of, right? And I said, let's pray for this young man here, for his healing. Please deliver a healing for Davis that may all his seizures dwindled down to nothing or at least reduced to you know 10 from 10 a day to at least maybe half well ladies and gentlemen after talking to them the other day ever since mother's day he hasn't had a seizure now that could be contributed to the new medication that they switched they got off of a bad medication which was not good for him so maybe part of it had to do with that it's possible but they've had so many different medications they had on him and the seizures were getting worse. They, they can't figure it out. But ever since that mother's day, the day after, after I prayed, you know, laid hands on him and prayed, he has not had a seizure so far. And hopefully it remains like that. So let's pray for that little button, little man, because the alternative is they're looking at is he might have to have a small little chunk of brain where they've pinpointed where the seizures are starting removed. 
And for a 10-year-old to go through that would be traumatic. So let's keep praying for him. If you wouldn't mind, his name is Davis. So if we can have the whole community here to pray for that young man, that'd be great. Because the power of prayer is very strong. And I know God is with that family because, man, they are she, my, my sister-in-law, she's trying so hard to, she's cleaning up his diet and she's learning so much about what to avoid, right? And this was never her, but now she's gone down a different path now. She's, she's taken this journey toward more, you know, holistic, natural ways of, of living. Stuff that my wife has always been trying to bring towards to her, but has always been kind of like poo-pooed maybe, you know, but, but she's starting to get into this like my wife is. And, and it's good because it's going to be good for the whole family, right? So if you could raise prayers for our, our nephew, that'd be great because it's been a week, week and a half so far and no seizures, and that's amazing. So glory to God on that one. And this next, this next song I'm going to play and then we'll close it out is called Ride Again by Tobacco Road Band. But before I close this out, I want to say, remember here is our line, ladies and gentlemen, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. We will not let the enemy win, okay? I don't care how much money is backed by them. I don't care how many times a day they pray to Lucifer. Because guess what? Our God is much bigger than all the little legions and demons. Our God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit gave us specific authorities and power to step and tread on snakes and these scorpions. They will not win. Ladies and gentlemen, have a blessed night. We'll be back here. Let's see. Tomorrow is Wednesday. Ah, oh, before I forget, tomorrow, yes, Wednesday, we will have Bill Hermanson. From the Missouri General Jural Assembly, Bill Hermanson, he is one of the educators for the Missouri General Jural Assembly. He was on Patriots with Grit. He will be on tomorrow at 7 p.m. with me. So tomorrow might be a little bit of a longer show. I will start out the show with probably like a couple of scripture readings. It won't be a, like a whole chapter like I have been doing because I want to dedicate the majority of, show, of the show for him. But uh that one might not go just to an hour. It might go to maybe hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes. But I told myself, I do have to be done by like 8.30. I said, I got to go night-night. <laughs> I got to go to bed. I said, 2 a.m. comes very, very quick. And so, um, but anyways, but yeah, Bill Hermanson from the Missouri General General Assembly, he will be on with us tomorrow. And so I look forward to that. So ladies and gentlemen, I hope you all have a blessed day or night wherever you're at in the world. And we will be back here with a special guest tomorrow. We'll see you then, ladies and gentlemen. Bye-bye. Get them two wheels rolling Down to a place where the world stops turning I wanna see them stars
watching I will be listening and I will tell you that the future of this country has never been better and I couldn't have done them done it without you so just a goodbye we love you we will be back in some form we will be back in some form we will be back in some form Our future will be brighter than ever before. And our future will be brighter than ever before. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. in some form we will be back in some form we'll be back in some form
We will be back in some form. We will be back in some form. We will be back in some form. And our future will be brighter than ever before. And our future will be brighter than ever before. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth!